because then Amazon will take away the quote-unquote buy box. So, oh, really? You, I yeah, didn't know you that. You won't have your like add to cart visible. It's like an extra step. So no, and that and that's just if the price is cheaper on your website Not to directly from website. Amazon. This week's edition of the DTC Deep Dive is brought to you by Motion. Are you still using spreadsheets to track your creative ad reporting? Well, if you are, you should try Motion instead. Motion bridges the gap with your creative team through visual and digestive reports so that they can make engaging content that actually converts. With one click, you can share insights with your team and add members to your workspace so they can easily deep dive into reports on their own. Motion makes it super easy to identify key drivers for performance and helps eliminate the guesswork in the creative production process. Join the 500 plus teams like Huel, The Ridge and Foxwell Digital in using Motion to improve their ad results. Say goodbye to creative fatigue and try Motion for yourself with a 14-day free trial at motionapp.com. Hello, welcome back to the D2C Deep Dive. My name is Fraser and thanks for joining me. Today we're going to be speaking to Mordecai from Red Moose. They are a shoe care brand that sell primarily on Amazon and they're now starting to dip their toes into the D2C world. This is such an interesting episode because if you're like me and have no idea about Amazon and how you sell your product on Amazon and how to how to get those clicks on Amazon and why maybe you should do D2C and Amazon. Mm, then you should listen to this episode because it's super interesting. So strap in. It's a good one. Mordecai, welcome to the D2C Deep Dive. I'm so excited to have you on today, mainly because we're going to be talking about something which we haven't really covered much on the podcast so far, which is Amazon. I'd consider you a bit of an Amazon expert. Is that right? If that's what people call me, I'll, you know, I'll just take it for face value. Uh, it, it's knowledge. Brilliant. That's really what it is. I've been doing Amazon yeah. for over 10 years. So I, I have that knowledge in my back pocket. Amazing. And most importantly, we're going to be talking about Red Moose, which is, would you consider yourself a DTC brand, even though you still sell, sell on Amazon? Or Yeah, we're really focused on D2C long-term. Like we're okay. going to continue selling on Amazon because that's our bread and butter. And like, we have a great brand awareness there. Sales are coming in. So no reason to stop there. But our main spinoff and goal is going to be D2C long-term. Amazing. So Red Moose is, in fact, you know what, instead of me butchering the explanation of what Red Moose is, why don't you go for it? Introduce yourself and Red Moose, what it is, what you stand for, and why your product is so great. Sure. So I've been in the D2C space about 10 years, uh, primarily starting out on Amazon. My For the first six years of my career, it was only focused on Amazon. And then over the past couple of years, really digging deep into what D2C is about and trying to emulate what other brands have done and, and build out a proper D2C brand. So with that being said, like I fell into this uh, partnership of Red Moose. They were a small mom and pop shop, started out as Ortho Step like about eight to 10 years ago. Uh, it's a store here in New Jersey and mm -hmm. they sell comfort shoes. So they figured, hey, let's you know sell shoe care at the same time. Yeah. So they started a line of shoe polish, shoe horns, and shoelaces. That was it. That was a catalog, three products. And they were selling at Amazon. They were doing all right for a few years. And I was brought in about two and a half, three years ago to rebrand and expand the brand and become this, this D2C brand player in the space because there aren't any D2C brands mm -hmm. focusing on what we're focusing on. So you have a couple of brands that are really focused on sneakers or shoe care. 
Uh, one of them is Kiwi, which has been around for a, long, a really long time, but they're not a D2C company. They're just this you know, typical shoe polish company being sold in every yeah. shelf, every supermarket, retailer, you name it. But there's no real customer connection or you know, focus on creating a product for the customer. That's, that's you know, what, what they're doing. There's some other brands which are focused on just sneakers, but there's no company or brand that is focused on overall footwear and leatherwear category. And that's where we come into play. We're selling both sides of the coin. We're selling shoe polish, which is a bit more of old school or a bit more of a niche product. You're familiar with it. You know how to use it. You'll buy shoe mm -hmm. polish. And then we're doing the sneaker suede side of stuff, which is a bit more lifestyle, younger demo. So we're trying to create this modern customer focused brand. And I think the, the long term for us is going to be the focus on education, really explaining to you why you should be using our products and which products you should be using for whatever kind of footwear you're using. Yeah, a lot of people are going to hate me because there's a lot of sneakerheads that listen to this, I'm sure. And unfortunately, I'm one of those people. I, I'd say I'd probably spend a fair whack on a pair of trainers or a pair of shoes. I'm one of those people, though, that will literally wear them until they are falling apart. I never take care of them. I, you know, I just, you know, I just put them on and just hope that the manufacturer's done a good job of, you know, making them well enough that, you know, they're not going to get scuffed up straight away. So I don't think, I think I might have used some suede spray at some point right. to like waterproof them, but I've never used anything to the extent that you guys offer. What was it, what was it like coming into an existing business like that, which, you know, were I imagine probably fairly set in their ways, but already were selling on Amazon. What was it like coming in and rebranding it and kind of modernizing the whole thing? Sure. They, they were very open-minded to it because they realized that they were in kind of an older niche. You know, it's, it's shoe mm -hmm. polish. How many people are still polishing their shoes? Either you grew up doing it, you're a military man, or you're a professional where it requires for you to wear dress shoes and you want to look your best. So, yeah. you know, take a lawyer or or a doctor, for example, there's not many people really polishing their shoes on a daily basis. So in order to like grow the brand and really become more of a global concept, we had to expand the catalog and bring in products which relate to more people. Hence, you know, a sneaker whitener, how many people are wearing white sneakers? Mm -hmm. I would bet 90% of the population has a pair of white sneakers in their closet. And yeah. what's the first thing that happens to a pair of white sneakers when you wear them? You get that ugly black yeah. scuff right on the bottom, it can be anywhere. You got kids. Your sneakers are kind of killed day one. So, you know, we're, we're, we're really focused on bringing products that solve problems that are pretty common. That's, that's what we're focused on. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And one of the ways you're solving that is by selling on Amazon. I think Amazon personally is incredible. I, you know, I, I buy pretty much everything on Amazon, but I think it's incredible from a brand perspective because it allows you to take advantage of all the things that come with Amazon and really expand the reach and the brand awareness of your of your product. So I know that uh, Red Moose were already on Amazon when you came in. What kind of changes were you making when you came in to, you know, to bring in some of your expertise and really make sure that they were taking advantage of Amazon as much as they possibly could? Yeah, so the first focus is, is creating that brand awareness and creating really a strong brand image. So when you're selling on Amazon, you can obviously just list your product and hope it sells. 
But then there's something deeper to it. You, you want to have those upsells in place. So if you're a brand and, and you have a variety of products in your catalog, you want to make sure that the customer ends up buying some of your other products as well. And there are ways to take advantage of that when you're selling on Amazon. Uh, you want your product images to really convey what your product does in a nutshell, because let's be honest, most people don't read what your product does. Mm-hmm. They, they see the image, they see the effect it has, and they kind of make their decision based on those images. They need a bit more detail. They'll scroll down and read some you know, bullet yeah. points and descriptions. So when you're a brand, you want to make sure that you've got your product page optimized to take advantage of whatever tools Amazon is giving you to really nail home the value proposition of your product. But at the end of the day, we know Amazon, when a customer comes to Amazon, they're looking to purchase a product. They're ready to make that purchase. They're ready to add to cart whatever product solves their problem. So the biggest issue with B2C is taken away when you're selling on Amazon. That's, that's what we're learning now. Amazon and B2C yeah. are two completely different ballgames. And mm-hmm. what I know on Amazon is, is not going to work when I'm trying to apply it to B2C. And, and I'm learning mm-hmm. the hard way, but that's, that's part of being a founder. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I think, yeah, with DTC, people do tend to scroll a little more and they take a few more hits in order to make that sale. But like you mentioned, Amazon is, you know, it's intent buying, isn't it? Right away, if you're looking for a phone case, for example, you're going to go on Amazon and you're probably going to find one which, you know, fits your needs and you're going to purchase that straight away. But I think that's where DTC brands can, can, you know, take advantage of Amazon and you know and they can get that first first purchase from amazon and then make further purchases through d2c is that is that something which you found that people are discovering you through amazon and then they're like oh red moose oh i'll i might check them out and then they go to your website and they find further offers that you know will make them come directly to you correct so it's funny to see how many brands are anti-amazon and their competition is dominating their brand name on the Amazon mm-hmm. platform. Yeah. So if someone's searching for, for that company and they don't see them show up, but they need a product, they'll take the next one that's over there that is pretty similar to what they were looking for. Mm-hmm. So you're just really leaving money on the table and you're throwing away your brand equity. You're really, you, you just gave away a customer to your competition. So like I, I hear brands, I've spoken to so many companies, they're like, we don't want to go on Amazon. I'm just like, you're, you're really killing your own brand image but for us yeah that was the thought process and that's what's working for us we have a a post purchase survey set up on our website and i would say 90 percent of the customers right now that are coming to us and fill out the survey say they found us in amazon and they're coming to find other products and explore the rest of the catalog and really like experience the brand the right way so yeah it's proof of concept like we see that it's working so that's definitely the thought process 100% 100% yeah and I think that you have a real benefit when you are a DTC brand and you're on Amazon that because let's be honest a lot of the time when you're buying from Amazon a lot of the people you're buying off a lot of the products you're buying off they're just nameless and they're literally just people which are you know just selling something on Amazon there's no real brand there so when people buy from a brand like yourself which are on Amazon it's a nice surprise that they can head over to your website and you have way more products there they can find out more about you and normally they can get better deals as well because amazon aren't taking their cut as well and i think you're right so many dtc brands are just they're just plainly leaving money on the table where 
it doesn't take that much effort to set up Amazon, get some stock to them and to start selling on there, right? Do you think it's you think it's essential that people use Amazon Prime? Do you think that's essential that your products are available for Amazon Prime? Absolutely. Your sales will drop by 75 to 95% if you don't have fulfilled by Amazon on any of your listings. Wow. That's that's an insane number. I didn't realize it yeah, was that it, high. It, I knew it was going to be like over 50, but it's a massive massive difference. And like the number one thing I would recommend to any brand when they start on Amazon is make sure you use FBA because that will give your sales a boost right immediately. Yeah. Do, do you think, would you choose, here's an interesting question, would you choose Amazon over D2C or D2C over Amazon if you had to pick one? It's a very tough question. So like someone actually asked on Twitter yesterday, like which brands have built profit first? Like, and for us, that's, that's been us because we started on Amazon and we're profitable already. Mm. So we're really using our profit to build out into D2C. We have that buffer. But if you start out in D2C, you have to have enough cash to give yourself that runway to really slowly build up your brand. Unless, you know, you have an investor behind you or whatever yeah. it is, you know, we're completely bootstrapped. So for us, Amazon is that platform. Would I would stick with them long-term? Mm very very tough to answer you know i would have to like yeah. really dig deep and see what makes the most sense for the brand long term yeah i think it's one of those things isn't it that everyone speaks about where it's it's essentially rented space you're on really you're relying yeah. on somebody else's platform someone else's app and someone else's data in order to make those sales on amazon whereas that's one of the main benefits of d2c is that you you pretty much own all the data that comes to your store do you think there's a future where Pretty much every single D2C brand is on Amazon as well as uh, their D2C direct website. I think a lot of brands are starting to realize that they have to be on Amazon to make a play. And mm -hmm. it's funny right now, Walmart is also really pushing to, to compete with Amazon. They've been trying for a while, but they just like open the floodgates to every brand right now. And they're onboarding as many as they can. So it'll be interesting to see like which brands even embrace walmart in addition to amazon but i'm starting to see more and more brands realizing what they're leaving on the table by not being on amazon and they're operating simultaneously on their d2c site and amazon but for like us our differentiator is that so when it comes to pricing you can't be priced cheaper on your website than on amazon because then amazon will take away the quote-unquote buy box so oh really you, i yeah, didn't know you that you won't have your like add to cart visible it's like an extra step to check out, it'll say like sold by, you have to click into it and then add to cart. So no, and, that, and that's just if, and that's just if the price is cheaper on your website Not to directly your from website, Amazon. Target, Walmart, Best Buy, any of like big box retailers, they constantly crawl other websites to make sure that prices are level. Cause if you're going to be cheaper on no another way. website, they're going to take away that buy box. So. You can, so for us, we're priced the same, obviously, but the value of coming to our website is step one is education. We're, we're just telling you how to use the product, you know, which we, you know, and we'll guide you which products you need for your current footwear that you're shopping for. The other thing is that we're creating limited kits and, and certain products that are available only on our website. Um, mm. We have a bundle builder on our website where you can pick and choose what products you want in your kit. You can't do that on Amazon. So there's a lot of pros to having your own website and getting customers to shop from your website.
Well, I had no idea about that. You've absolutely blown my mind. I yeah. I always wondered why and how they they managed to, you know, to basically have the best price of everything everywhere. And that's why. No but way. That is sometimes that's that's part of the game, right? Yeah. That is that is insane. So talk to me a bit about the process of of kind of selling on Amazon and getting sales on Amazon. Like if you're in a really competitive niche, like I'm sure everyone is familiar with the scenario that you maybe search something again, let's use phone cases as an example. You search that and then the product you buy, the title is ultra shockproof, you know, uh, phone case clear with iPhone 12, 8, 9. They're just SEO cramming. Like they're, they're, there is no other way to say it. But then how do you how do you make sure that you're coming up at the top and that people are actually buying your product and not going to one of the many other people? Because unlike D2C, you're listed with all your competitors and you want to make sure that people aren't just picking the cheapest one, which a lot of people do because price is important. So how do you how do you get around that? How do you make sure that you're at the top of the search? And if you aren't at the top of the search, how do you make sure that people aren't just picking the cheapest one? Yeah, so it's it's a twofold process when it comes to Amazon. And, and there's really two ways, two business models when it comes to the platform. I would say a lot of brands choose the way of being cheaper and moving volume. And then there are some other brands which are just focused on quality products and, and charging a premium for that because they have a better product. And that's what we're focused on. We're not really focused on the numbers game. First of all, because you have to deal with a lot of returns and, and customer service issues. But secondly, it's just, it's going to be a race to the bottom. You know, you're selling that phone case. What kind of profit margins are you talking about? You got to churn so many of those phone cases in order to start really turning a profit. Because mm. after Amazon fees and FBA fees, what are you left with? So yeah, I, I would tell most businesses like that are getting onto the platform, don't, don't race to the bottom. You know, you have a good product. Make sure you charge the right amount of money for it. Make sure you're, you're, you're being profitable on the platform. And then making sure that your listing really sells the product the right way. Obviously, you have to have keywords. You know, you mentioned earlier, the title is just like a mishmash of SEO words. Yeah. So for us, yeah, we want to get the right keywords in there, but we were a brand already. People know what we sell. So mm -hmm. we're going to put certain keywords that are important that we want to come up for when people search, for example, shoe polish or shoe polish kit. But we're not just going to cram in black, brown, green, you know, just throwing random words that work for SEO purposes. We want it to be yeah. cohesive and sell the product. Um, but with that being said, yes, keywords are very, very, very important. Being in the title, that's the number one placement. The next one is going to be in the bullet points and then in the product description and then in the back end keyword space that they give you. Uh, most important thing is your main image. You want it to really pop and get the customer's attention because they're scrolling through a page of 50 reviews, 50 products. And you know your first image has to really catch their attention for them to click through and see the rest of your product page. Uh, another thing, like, you know, make sure you're on, on page one because there's this famous saying, the best place to hide a dead body is on page two of Amazon because no one ever goes to page two. Let's be honest. It's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's very like, true. How many times have you clicked through on, on page two of Google? It's the same thing, right? You want to yeah. be on page one. You want to come up as high as possible. So it's really a combination of an optimized listing and then good PPC on Amazon 
to really give yourself that boost and make sure you come visible as, as much as possible. Yeah, and actually going back to the images, obviously, you know, we do creative at Fraggle. And so what is, what's the what's the best first image to use? Like, is it, because I'm sure everyone sees this all the time, you just see white background images all the time and they're pretty boring. Like, from your experience and what Amazon allow, what's the optimal style of image to have as your first headline image on Amazon? So Amazon only allows white background images and that's why you see them oh. all over That'll be why. Now, now you can you know. see how how, how exactly. little I know about Amazon. Yeah. This is a crash course for you, Amazon 101. Um, yeah. So that's, that's their rules and regulations. POS is that you have to have that white background image. And there's, you know, they don't allow a watermark on there. Some of the bigger brands, they, you know, turn a blind eye and they let them put like a mm. six pack or, you know, do a little call out of a watermark. But most brands, they will block your listing they'll suppress it and they won't show it in search if you go against pos so there are little tips and tricks to how to get your main image to pop um you know you're not supposed to show you're supposed to really show just the product not the packaging but if you mm -hmm. show a combination of the product with the packaging they'll allow it so you want to be creative with your packaging you want your packaging uh. to speak and really have that pop you know, look at a Red Moose listing and look at our competition's listing, you're going to see there's some subtle differences and it'll catch your attention and it'll earn us that click through when they're scrolling. Ah, so if you have very colorful packaging, it's happy days because it's, it's exactly. going to grab people much yep. more because there is, there isn't really much you can do with a, with a white background image. Is there like Correct. what, what, what have you tried and what's, and what's failed? That's always an interesting question. We, we tested out so many different concepts. And, and the number one thing is like, if you're going to put, so some people try to do fake packaging on Amazon. So for example, mm -hmm. their product will come in a bag and they'll show a box with product details on the box. But then you run into the issue with customers complaining that they're not getting the correct packaging. So mm -hmm. you don't want to run that risk and get your listing shut down. So you have to really think out of the box and being creative as you can and like try to use a prop in your pack in your main image that will catch the customer's attention, but they won't complain about it when they receive the product. So it's really, you know, as a creative studio, I'm sure you can, you know, relate to that and really try to think out of the box and come up with a concept that works as a main image and really catches the customer's attention. But there are some brands that do Amazon specific packaging. They create a line of packaging just for Amazon and, and they use that in their wow. images. That's incredible. Amazing. And well, let's head back to D2C now because that's, you know, that's interesting, right? And you're, and you're, and you're new to D2C, relatively new, I'd say. Yeah. What have, what have been your, what have been your biggest learning so far having, having, you know, being so experienced in the Amazon space and then jumping over to D2C? So for us, the learning curve was the biggest challenge, like realizing that customers are not looking for your brand. Like, hey, we built the gorgeous brand and like people are just going to come and buy it. And then we're like, open the website and then no one shows up. You know, it's that's the biggest mm -hmm. challenge because there's no brand awareness for us. So for us, the real struggle has been building up that brand awareness. And like, where do you turn first? Is it Facebook? Is it Google? Is it TikTok? Mm -hmm. Snapchat? Who knows? So it's been really like a lot of testing going on over the past six months, really trying to figure out where our ideal customer 
lives and and speak to them in the right the right language. You know, originally when we started running ads, we were using images of perfectly polished shoes, and a lot of people weren't clicking through them. Like, what's what's going on here? And then we realized that that doesn't speak to the consumer because they thought there we were probably selling a pair of shoes. So yeah. we started testing out before and afters, and that worked really well. You see a pair of mm. clean white shoes, and then you know a pair of I mean a pair of dirty shoes, really scuffed up trainers, something that you would be wearing, and then you know, show them a gorgeous pair of white sneakers. And they're like, hey, that is something I want. That's something I aspire Mm. to and sell the product that way. So it's been a learning curve. If you look at our website, like there's been iterations of, you know, what our website was designed. And in the beginning, it was a bit more masculine leaning because our brand was built on shoe polish. And now it's a bit of a balance of both masculine, feminine, a bit more of a lifestyle vibe to it. We're doing before and after images. We're really trying to educate you and give you that feeling of what our product does before you even purchase it. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And what, what platform worked in the end? Where have you found your customers are hanging out? So for us right now, Google is probably one of the strongest performers. Uh, Performance Max is really crushing it. We found some interesting products that work well. For example, a shoehorn, like most people Mm -hmm. don't even know what a shoehorn is or does, but, on, on Google, there's not many people that are selling shoehorns, so we're crushing it there. And the beauty of it is once they buy a shoehorn, they're being upsold to a shoe polish kit, a sneaker kit, sneaker whitener. So they can start with a product that's selling for about 10 bucks, and they end up checking out with $100 worth of items in their order. So, mm. you know, that's kind of like that, that entryway uh, product that really hooks a customer and introduces them to the rest of the product line. Um, with yeah. Facebook, we tested out a couple of different creatives that wasn't working. So we took a step back, signed up with a creative agency to really create images focused on Facebook. And we're going to start rolling them out over the next couple of weeks. So that's something that we're going to really, hopefully, you know, that's going to ramp up for us. Yeah, for sure. And then what about, what about TikTok? Cause I'd say there's probably a lot of sneakerheads and, you know, people that love shoes on TikTok. What's been your experience there? So we, we tried a couple of different videos, didn't get much traction. And I think for us, the concept moving forward is going to be more on entertainment and education than hmm. trying to do something which is viral. Like we want people to come to our page because they want to watch our content. That's our main focus. We're not just yeah. going to be pushing our product and saying, buy this today. We're just going to really churn out original creative content. And then hopefully we'll, we'll stick in your head and you're going to look down at your shoes. You'd be like, Hey, I need some help with this and go to red moose. Yeah. Brilliant strategy. Yeah. I think, I think making, making content, I mean, you know, that's, that's why we do this, right. Is to, is to educate people on D to C and why it's so great and content, you know, like, I think, I think that is one of the future, future marketing trends, which people are, you know, are really going to um are really going to hammer home so in terms of your in terms of your strategy now like where you are with amazon and where you are with d2c like where are you going with with each channel are you are you pushing amazon more because that's where the profit is or are you pushing d2c more because that's where you want to head we're pushing both of them equally like we know amazon and, and we're constantly innovating on the amazon platform you know for example pushing outside traffic to amazon because at the end of the day, most there's there's a large demographic that will always purchase on Amazon no matter what. Mm. 
like the first place they'll see something, even if it's on TikTok, they're just going to go to Amazon and search for it and purchase it there. So we're testing out a lot of different strategies to drive traffic to Amazon. And then we're, we're doubling down our efforts on D2C, meaning Google, we're going all out with Pmax and, and Facebook, and then eventually TikTok. And then we're going to start testing out even Snapchat, Pinterest, some of these other platforms too, to see if we can find you know, some of those pockets of people that might yeah. relate to our products. Yeah, actually talking about pushing outside traffic to Amazon, how does that work? Because, I mean, you can you put a pixel on an, on an Amazon listing page? Like, you know, how, are you, yeah. I imagine by directing people to Amazon, you're losing a lot of the benefits that come with, you know, social ads, right? Yeah, so it's, 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 a, it's kind of like a catch-22. You want people to purchase your product, right? And if you know that they're going to end up purchasing on Amazon because they're an Amazon shopper, but then they get a good product insert in there and they end up coming to your website, right? Then your cost of acquisition mm -hmm. could be relatively less compared to getting someone to go directly to your website and they didn't buy anything then and they might click on another ad later on. So it, it might end up being cheaper for you to convert that Amazon customer than to get them to go directly to your website. Some mm. people don't really think about it that way. And they're like, hey, I'm just giving my profits and my, my commissions to Amazon and I'm not really making much. But for us, if that's the play then, and it's working, might as well push it. Yeah. And what would, be, what would be your advice for people which are maybe thinking, you know, there's maybe some DTC brands out there which are maybe thinking about dabbling in Amazon. They're not really sure what to do. What would be your main advice and your, your, your first step in order to get that ball rolling, to get on Amazon and to start making those sales? I would say start with a hero product that has a very good profit margin. That way you can absorb some of that original, that, that original impact, that loss. Hmm. I would start lower price when I launch on Amazon in order to like get those sales, the sales volume going, get some reviews coming in, and then slowly increase the price as you go along. So kind of like give yourself that buffer and even break Break even if you have to in the beginning when you're starting out in order to get that traction, but make sure you have a well-optimized listing with the proper keywords in the title that you want to like absolutely nail. Don't try to get too many keywords. Try to get a few core keywords that you want people to buy your product for, but make sure you have great imagery, make sure you have an optimized listing, and make sure you have someone really good managing your Amazon PPC. So those are like top three tips. Yeah, amazing. And if people want to follow yourself and follow the journey of Red Moose and what you're doing and, you know, and also buy some product, that would be great as well. Where can people do that? I'm on Twitter, Mordecai Hoff. That's my Twitter tag. Um, I've been pretty active on there lately. Uh, I used to be on LinkedIn, but fun is all on Twitter these days. So that's where I'm sure at. Sure is. If you want, you can check me out on LinkedIn as well. Uh, and then redmooseusa.com. That's our website. You can feel free to ping me, ask me any questions you want about footwear or even Amazon. I'll be more than happy to help. So I'm, I'm, I'm a man of the people. <laughs> okay, incredible. Thank you so much for your time. It's been a real pleasure and very eye-opening. Like you said, it's an Amazon 101 for me. So thanks for teaching me some stuff. I'm happy. Thank you for having me. And it was a pleasure uh, chatting with you today. And that's it for the D2C Deep Dive this week. Thanks very much for watching. Be sure to leave a review if you enjoyed this episode because that really helps us get discovered by new listeners. So if you want to, 
please do leave a review on your platform of choice. You can follow me on Twitter, it's at Sal Fraser, or you can follow the DTC Deep Dive on Twitter as well. Thanks so much for your time, and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.